0: listening to Good Morning, the podcast talking all things grief with honesty and humor.
1: Welcome back to the Good Morning podcast. We are your hosts, Sal and Im, and we are back today with another episode of our Community Driven Grief Tip Tuesday segment. If you haven't heard one of these before, it is a bite-sized episode where we share griefy tips and advice by you all, for you all. And today we are talking about navigating grief Around big life events. We actually whacked up a poll on our Instagram, didn't we, Sal, when um, doing the call out for this one? And 100% of our community members have said that big life events have made them feel griefy as fuck. Ooh, so we really, not. yeah, 100%. <laughs> and there were hundreds of responses. So it's it's a big topic. And so we really hope that by hearing the experiences and tips from others um, who are in the same boat, will help a little. Sal. What's been a big life event that you found really tricky to navigate since your mum died? Um where do we start? <laughs> do you know what? I was lucky that Mum was
0: there for my wedding. It was a couple of years before she died. And yeah. I think probably the biggest life event I would say is the is the book. Like that was a pretty bloody big life event and a huge like thing, a huge goal of mine. So yeah. I think that's been probably the biggest one and when we got the book deal I remember just wanting to like call her and like just having that feeling inside me are like oh my god I just want to mm-hmm. tell her although I know she knows but you know that feeling of like I want to tell her and I can't tell her. I think that's been the biggest
1: one for me. What about you Ian? Yeah. Well, that was a biggie, um, but then there's also that mixed thing of like, oh, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. Like it, they, if they didn't die, they, there never would have been a book. So it's it's a weird one. It is a one. weird one. Um, but I think for me the biggest would definitely be like Layla's birthdays and like mm. sp- specifically that first birthday because that was like three months fresh after she died and my daughter oh my turned God. one. I'm like this is meant to be the most like joyous, time full of celebration. And I was literally surviving. Like it was so fucked up. Do you have and to look I just, back on that and just
0: go, fuck, how did I even yeah. do that? How did I even manage to be present for that?
1: I look at the photos and I barely like recognize myself. I just look like I'm just not there. There's nothing going on in my eyes. And it's sad. Like I did the cake and I did all the things and I had the decorations up, but I was literally like a dead person inside. Um, so yeah, it's funny how like, When you're deep in grief, we still do these things, right? We still Mm. have these weddings and celebrations because life goes on and that's the really fucking hard part of all this. So
0: fucking hard. So hard. Do you, like, do anything to incorporate your mum in Layla's birthday? Do you do anything around the day to make your mum feel part of it?
1: Yeah, I remember we have put like a picture of her up behind like where we do the cake cutting and yeah, I've just included her. I'm pretty sure that I've bought something from my mum for her Mm. and yeah, she's very much included in Layla's life. She talks about it all the time. Um, But yeah, there's lots of lots of tips towards the end of this episode that we share, but I mean, that's the
0: thing, right? Whether it's a wedding, the birth of a child, a big move, a book Mm. deal, Um, meeting a new partner, getting divorced. Like there's so many things that happen to us in life and good, bad, you know, weird. And these events can be just such a big trigger, can't they? And and the grief bombs can be plentiful.
1: (laughs) Dropping hot. (laughs) Dropping hot. Um,
0: So guys, during this episode, we're going to be reading out some of your experiences as well as sharing tips and advice. And just want to start off with some of the events and ways that grief has shown up for um, some of you guys, because I think you'll probably be able to really relate to these. I know we could, couldn't we, when we were reading through them. Um, So immense guilt about not being excited about a friend's wedding because this person's pain was so bad. Another person said their brother and his wife had a second baby five months after their mum died and that was a really big, griefy moment that their mum wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Another person watched their good friend's father-daughter dance after losing their dad and felt like Oof. shit for days. Yeah, yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? It's a really tricky one because you want to be yeah. happy for the person, but it just hurts so much mm-hmm. as well. It's it's a really hard one. And someone else here says, moving overseas eight months after my de- mum's death and starting over without her guidance. Big one. Mm-hmm. Um and planning someone else's planning a wedding without without their mom and that's a really big one and um I just want to circle back you asked me about a big life event I think for me another one that has been really tricky for me is it's not like, not like an event as in a moment in time I guess more like a big life decision is for me yeah. it was not having kids and making that decision and finally because I was like just back and forth it really did consume me for such a long I time know, that was a big one for you and mum was really helping me with that before she died. Like we were really, yeah. she was my confidant. Is that the right way to say it? Um, confidant. Confident?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I was know. confiding in her, and um, very fancy. And she, was, she,
0: she was helping me with it, and and yeah. then she and then she died, and and then I just felt like I really had to come to the, the decision on my own. So. Mm. I think it can be things like that as well, can't it? It doesn't have to be like one big moment. It can be a decision or things that, you know,
1: shape our lives. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, that was a big decision for you. So needing your mom's guidance for that was, yeah, mm-hmm. it was really hard not having her there for that. And someone said planning my wedding without my mom. I think you read that already, but I'm like, well, that'll be me soon. So well, I'll let you know how that goes. Well, it's not going to be soon because I can't even face planning it. To be honest, it's too much. Um, someone else says, I got married three months after my mom died. I was still in so much shock. I couldn't cry like at all. Someone said turning 40 this year. What's the point in celebrating? We've got another one that says getting married and my brother and best friend can't be in the bridal party. A big move left me feeling more lonely and isolated just months after losing my best friend. My mum died two weeks after my 21st, fir- two weeks before my 21st. I made a vow that my younger siblings will have the best 21st instead. That's really beautiful. Mm. My mum's 60th is coming up. She died on Christmas Eve. Looking forward to hearing tips. I stopped studying because my dad would have moved to see me graduate and now he can't. Hmm.
0: Lots and lots of big difficult moments there, right? Someone else yeah. here says. I bought my first house and my dad only got to see it once before he passed and it kills me. Somebody else said my 25th birthday was two months after my dad passed away and my mum's 50th was three months after. So Aww. it's a big birthday. So it's really hard. Someone else here says my dad passed away two weeks before I gave birth to my daughter. And that's something we do hear a lot, don't we, from our community, mm-hmm. having kids, you know, uh, after parents have passed or parents passing just after a child's born, kind of like you're, you know, not too far off from your situation. I mean, it's really, really hard. Someone else here said, I accidentally launched a business in the depths of grief. Um, 10 years later, I just got out. Um, Someone else says, "Pending the birth of my brother's son in the same month, my son died last year." So, yeah, lots of reminders, lots of grief bombs there. And um, someone else says, "Everything else, everything big, is now bittersweet and hard to navigate." And there is that bittersweet, right? Because you Mm -hmm. want to be in the moment and enjoying these big life events, right? Especially if they they're your own, like the birth of a child or a marriage. Or something special like graduating, buying your first home, but then also.
1: Like overshadowed with grief. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's so so bittersweet.
1: Yeah. And then miscarriages and infertility, which is another big one. And Mm. this person said nothing more to say other than it's shit. It really is shit yeah and we love this one they've said eager to hear something around shit life events not just weddings childbirths etc like a flooded apartment absolutely fair point sometimes it's the mundane life events too where grief can rear its head right like yeah everyday things um so right yeah right paula wrote in and said we're back with the handle so bear with us Hi Imogen and Sal, I'm about to move in two days and I'm so emotional about it. I'm super excited to move in with my partner that mum would have loved, but leaving this flat behind, which is the last place I saw her alive, feels so huge. I'm also noticing her absence as she would have helped me with packing and cleaning, been there for me through moving and all the stress and advised me about taking the step to move in with Ian. She didn't meet Ian, but a few days before she died, she told me that my relationship I was in wasn't good enough and she'd like to see me happier and with someone who treated me better. Now I have that and it kills me she doesn't know. Also weird how the flat I'm moving into is in a building that we used to walk past on family walks and talk about how nice it was and how I wanted to live there. This was about 20 years ago. So I know she would be happy that I'm going to live there. I also lost my cat in this flat and we lived here together for five years. It feels like I'm leaving him behind as well. I've cried and grieved so much here though. So a fresh start will be good. It's just so emotional and feels so huge firstly, I like to think that your mum had a hand to play in all of this, in meeting Ian and finding this new flat that you walked past with her all the time. You've had some like little signs from the universe like that, haven't you, Sal, with with your new place?
0: Yes, yes. So we were looking for a new place. And also, I absolutely agree. I feel like your mum has had a hand to play in this. There are lots of little synchronicities in your story there. And it is a big change. And like you say, like the last place that your mum was physically where, where you live like and it is those things big and small that, that can feel hard to leave behind like I was looking in the cupboard the other day I was going to message you in but I've got a <laughs> packet of tea bags and they are the last like one of the last things that my mum bought me in my oh. old place when she was here the last time I saw her she went out to the supermarket and got some tea and biscuits how British um, <laughs> sounds and... like your mum and there's a little packet of tea bags. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't drink them now. They're probably disgusting, but I cannot let go of them because oh. they, I mean, it's not a big life event, but it's, I, it, I resonate with this, yeah, this, um, listener, for the sense. but yeah, mum, mum, I do feel that mum helped me with, um, this apartment. We, anyone who lives in Sydney, I mean, it's, uh, I think it's happening all over the world, but like rental crisis, it's really hard to get rentals and where we live, like there's a huge demand we went to see loads of three bedroom apartments just like didn't get all all the ones that we um applied for and we actually said to my mum we were like come on please help us out and I had quite a specific list of like the things that I wanted like I wanted a bath like I wanted it to be really light like I wanted certain (laughs) things and I also really wanted to be able to see the headland where my mum's ashes are and that was more of like a oh wouldn't it be amazing and um and also uh the build that the there's a name like the building name has something to do with like one of my connected things with Mum. I won't yeah. I won't um go into too much detail about it, but, yeah, we basically came to see this place and it had everything, including a view of the headland where her ashes are scattered. I can see it from my office and from my bedroom. and um there was like one other person viewing the apartment. It was surprising. so strange, yeah, so yeah, long story, but. Uh, yeah (laughs) you can relate yes definitely so we've got one from amber coombs here who said the year i turned older than my brother i dreaded the day and i knew it was coming for two years i really felt like it was only a big deal to me and no one really understood why i was so anxious about it it felt wrong and i still somehow feel uncomfortable for being older than he ever would have been and i think this is really common isn't it Mm -hmm. in the age of the person who dies it can bring up all sorts of feelings and thoughts and emotions. And I know it's something we've heard from lots of listeners that it's a big milestone. It's a really big, and it can be very daunting. Um, We've got another one here from Michaela. She says, I got engaged a few weeks before my dad passed away and it was incredibly difficult as we both knew that he wouldn't be here for my wedding to walk me down the aisle. I tried not to talk about the engagement or even the engagement party with him as it was just so difficult. My grandpa also passed away last August and now I don't have him for the wedding either. I'm not going to my, sorry, I'm now going into my birthday this Sunday and it's the second time without my dad and the first time without my grandpa. And it makes me so griefy. That is a lot to be dealing with,
1: isn't it? It is. Yeah. Make sure you are taking good care of yourself. And what I would say,
0: yeah, I'd say like with these like, big moments just take it like bit by bit mm-hmm. like and just really listen to your needs if you need to set boundaries or just listen to what you need because you know that's two big things that you're navigating um and it's really tricky um got a handle here but Be- Vigiliacs Beg-
1: yeah Virgiliacs.
0: Begili- um says <laughs> when I had to give birth to my baby girl, I was always thinking my mum was going to kick cancer's ass, so she would be there with me in the delivery room. I remember crying while they were putting the epidural in because my mum wasn't there, and the nurses were really nice and reassured me that everything was going to be okay and that my mum may not have been there physically, but spiritually
1: she was there. Love how 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 supportive those nurses were, like mm. having been through childbirth. I know that would have been really hard for you and really traumatizing. And, yeah, it was so good that you had somebody supportive there. But I think childbirth can be like a real spiritual time as well, and it's something we spoke about with um, Joe Zamet on an earlier podcast episode. She gave birth not long after her mum had had a heart attack. So I think she found out she was pregnant the day her mum died. And, yeah, yes. so that was like a really spiritual like time of connection for her and her mom, which was really beautiful. But yeah, I'm so glad that they were supportive for you. And our mate Jacko said, Hey Jacko to me, since I have not yet gotten married, but I'm dreading the day in terms of grief. It is mostly birthdays. It hit me hard. One must know that my mum and I shared a birthday, making it our day ever since I can remember. It held so many little traditions like baking the cake in turns every year and so much more. Each birthday now feels like my other half was ripped from me and this year will be the first year where I invite people to spend the day with me. That is so mm. tough, Jacko, and we're so sorry to hear that. And can completely understand how the day would be so difficult for you. Um, I also love to hear that you are trying something new this year. Good on you. Mm, the birthdays are really hard,
0: especially when it's your mum who's passed, and or if you've lost a child, you know, a child or a spouse, and you're thinking about people who birthed you or that you birthed. Yeah. Or like you know, that is. I remember the my first birthday without my mum. Oh, it was oh. really hard. <laughs> like oh, every awful, every every it? birthday, actually, for me, I find yeah. like a really hard milestone. Like more so than like the death anniversary. Yeah, like birthdays are hard. So Jacko, it, it was it. like
1: a lot of like reflecting, right? Like thinking about them and them giving birth to you and all these questions that you now want to ask them. Totally, totally. Yeah. So Jacko,
0: glad that you're trying something new this year, but absolutely, you're not alone in feeling the. The birthday
1: grief. The birthday grief. Mel says, I turned 16 four days after my mum passed. The whole day didn't feel real without her whilst others celebrated this so-called big moment in my life. I'm now 18 and in my head I will always be 15 because no birthday feels real without her. She loves celebrating birthdays and it will never be the same without her. We've heard that this can be a common one too, actually, especially when you experience grief at a young age, as you have like feeling stuck at that year that they died almost, or the age that you were when they died um, is actually a really common experience um, that you're going through. So we're so sorry. And we hope that one day the joy of your birthday will come back. In fact, I know it will. It will always feel a little bit different, I think, but one day you will notice a shift and we're sending you lots of love. And Megan's photo album said, find a way to make them feel present. I had an extra seat at my wedding that we left empty for my mom. Leading up to my wedding, I was afraid to do anything that would remind me of my mom because I felt guilty for grieving on a day that's meant to be so happy. But I was going to feel it nonetheless. So I'm so glad I did that looking back. I also had a small charm of her on my wedding bouquet so I could see she was with me all day. I can relate to this so hard. And I love those little touches that you did, especially, you know, the charm on the wedding bouquet. That's such a beautiful way to include her in the day.
0: That is really lovely. And just talking of like weddings and any big life event, it just reminds me of when we spoke to Claire Bibwell smith um, about anxiety. And I think somebody had written in with a question for Claire about feeling really anxious about her wedding day and her dad not being there
1: mm-hmm. to walk
0: her down the aisle. Do you remember? Yes,
1: it was great advice.
0: And Claire talked about, her advice was to pre-grieve and to do as much to think about, you know, the day and what it's gonna be like um, without your person there and try and get as many of the griefy feelings and the the grief out before the big day. Have a listen to the episode because it might be helpful um, for anyone actually any big life events is a great episode isn't it in but I thought that was a very interesting way to frame it to pre-grieve
1: yeah she had some fantastic advice so definitely give that one a listen episode on anxiety with Claire Bidwell-Smith I'm pretty sure it was last season season five
0: yeah it was last year wasn't it yeah yeah that that April last year anyway Kerry Williams wrote in and said, hi there, just replying to your story on big life events and grief. And boy, do I have some examples. Number one, my 31 year old aunt died just before my 18th birthday after planning to be the one to buy me my first legal drink. It was the first death we'd experienced and it completely taints my memory, even 10 years later. Secondly, my dad died just before my 21st birthday from cancer. And again, I feel like it was just absolutely doomed um, to ever be ever have a milestone that wasn't touched by grief. Um, number three, I bought my first house, a massive milestone and something amazing. And then my mum was diagnosed with a rare liver disease. So after a crap year of COVID, she was now fighting for her life. Blimey. And then she says, finally, on 15th of February, 2023, my mum died from a two-month battle with cancer. I was due to get married three weeks after this date. We'd already bought up, the wed- um, bought up the wedding four times, cancelled everything big and just decided to have a registry office ceremony so mum could still be there. It was awful. And don't get me wrong, I love my husband and I'm so glad mum made us promise to get married. But the day was tinged with grief, sadness and what ifs. It's been a wild ride, but I can really relate to the milestones and missing them. And my biggest tip, is to keep them close and in your thoughts on those milestones write a message visit their grave light a candle or do whatever makes you feel them and by the way your book has been an absolute godsend thank you wow blimey Kerry that's a lot yeah uh, a lot of big milestones that have been touched by grief and we are so so sorry um for the loss of your mum it's very raw for you still and Gosh, yeah, that would have been really difficult. And I think those tips are really great and very simple, right, Ian? Like, we Mm -hmm. don't have to do anything huge to include them in the day. Like, like Kerry said, it could be lighting a candle, writing them a message, toasting to them if it's a, you know, wedding. So some really good advice there. Thanks, Kerry.
1: Also um, glad to hear you've been enjoying our book Kerry. Thank you for that. So good to get the feedback from people as well and guys. If you have um read our book and loved it, if you bought it online, it would be absolutely amazing if you left a review wherever you bought it from because that will help the book success too. So yeah, thank you for giving us that feedback. It means so much.
0: It really really does. Um and also for anyone listening who is interested in our book but kind of feels a bit eek about a book about grief, we promise you it is it is a really light and digestible support group in a book isn't it it's it's really not a heavy book on grief and I think that surprises people when they read it because you think oh my god a
1: book on grief no thanks it's actually even been called uplifting guys don't know how we made a book about grief uplifting but we've done it (laughs) so you got to read it to believe it but yeah we promise you it's not heavy at all Well, it is obviously it's like, it's, it is a book about grief, but it is also uplifting and accessible. So that was really important for us when writing it. So
0: yeah. Totally. And if you're listening to this episode and you want a sample of the book, just drop us a DM on Instagram at good morning podcast, and we'll happily send you a sample of the book for you to check it out. So you can see what we mean. Um, Adina Rainfield says, my older brother got engaged a month before my younger brother was killed in a car accident. And this was almost three months ago. Now his wedding is in in a month and I'm so excited, but in so much pain at the same time. On one hand, I just don't know how we'll do it without my little brother. And on the other hand, thank God there's a joyous occasion to look forward to, especially when grief is so new. Jeez, there's a lot of mixed emotions, right? I think these days, like... Like we were saying earlier, they'll always be filled with like a little bit of sadness, won't they? That our loved ones mm-hmm. aren't there. And three months as well is is so, so raw. Um, but we really hope that you're able to enjoy little parts of the day and just take care of yourself as well.
1: And Cooper Boyd wrote in and said, I'm struggling so much with wedding invites at the moment. I can't face the idea of going to an event like a wedding without my little boy. People always bloody ask at weddings, do you have children? And it's such a painful one to disclose. My stillborn son should be here. So technically I do have a child. It's awful. I can't go to them anymore. Not worth it. It's nothing like a big family event for people to start asking all sorts of inappropriate questions, is it? Um, We're sending you lots of love and just remember like it is your day. You invite who you want and just you don't have to answer things. You don't feel comfortable with like weddings can really bring out all sorts of complicated things. I think that's probably why I'm avoiding even planning mine. It's just feels too hard basket, but yeah, sending you lots of love and Branwyn Walker shared with us. My little sister turned 18 two months after my dad died by suicide and being out for dinner with 21 people. Mostly my stepmom's side of the family instead of 22. And my dad's side really made me feel super griefy. I am so sorry. That empty seat at the table is always so bloody tough. And I know firsthand how complex suicide grief is as well. So I hope you had some good support around you. And Frankie says, the lead up to my 30th, I felt pretty low and was anticipating feeling awful on my birthday as it was also Mother's Day in the UK where I'm from. First one without my mum, and first one as a mum myself. My boyfriend booked a mini break to Perth for that weekend to try and help. I saw so many signs when I was there that my mum was with me, which comforted me a lot. And we went to Rotness Island on my birthday, and it was a lovely distraction. But when we got back to Sydney, I felt so heavy and emotional for about a week. The loss of my mum felt so loud to me, and I felt so alone and isolated in my grief. I tried to keep it together for as long as I could, but it was just such a huge weight and I ended up all of a sudden breaking down to my manager at work. I felt so much better afterwards. So I definitely recommend taking time for a grief sesh when those feelings pop up. Try to plan something you love for the big event to distract you. It's okay to laugh and have a good time, but also make time to sit with your feelings when it gets too much and just let it out. It's exhausting carrying that weight around and that much grief 24 seven 7 Yes, Frankie, we second this. We love that you've found a good grief sesh helpful. It is super important to let it all out because, like you said, like carrying that weight around 24-7 is a lot. Like grief is mm. heavy and it's exhausting. And um, we've actually put a step-by-step guide. If you don't know what a grief sesh is, we've got a step-by-step guide of instructions on how to have one in our book. Of course, we have to put that in there, didn't we, Sal?
0: We did, we did. <laughs> and Frankie, that's some really good advice. Um, thank you for sharing your experience there because yeah you you've got to get it out you've got to get the grief session on the go especially before these big events and now we've got some wonderful tips here from our community that we wanted to share with you all before we wrap up so quick fire round kim lav says hi there my tip for navigating big dates coming up after losing a loved one is to do something to honor them go to their favorite restaurant, their favorite salon or shop or whatever it is that reminds you of them. Create new memories that honor them. It is hard at first, but it's brought me peace and I hope it does for others. Yes, Kim. Great tip. Ali Wanda says, always have a plan for the day. And even if it doesn't work out, be gentle on yourself. Sarah E Bennett 79 says, to create joy, um, your loved one would have to try to create the joy your loved one would have if they were there um awkwardly the um we're well, just about well. we're, um person is inspecting our apartment um, so I can hear her walking around the apartment. Oh, my God, lol well,
1: does she want to come in and have a
0: chat? <laughs> so if, if you can hear, like, <laughs> some random talking, it's because we're actually having an apartment inspection now. But I'm going to carry on because, She's you like, know, why
1: is this person talking about grief in their bedroom?
0: <laughs> grief, is, grief is more, you guys are more important. So yeah, I'm we carry on. on. <laughs> um, Amanda Jenkins says she suggests to be ready for a surge of grief and just allow yourself to feel it. Sasha Stock says, I found that the weeks leading up to Christmas were actually worse than the actual Christmas. And I think that's it. Sometimes the anticipation can be worse than the actual event itself. Um, Anna Jacqueline Cecilia says, talk it through with a friend before and have someone on call during and make time to talk about it after. That's a really good um, point, actually. And really good advice, like to have somebody prepped and ready on call if you do need some support. I love that. I think that's a really. Well, I don't love that you need that. I love <laughs> that
1: idea. An emergency grief friend. Great advice. And Daniel Sarum suggests give yourself what you need in the time before, during, and after. Beck Daisy Hewitt says breathe and embrace it. If good, celebrate it. If not, find your people and cry with them. Love that advice, Beck. Bree Wanika says take space from everything and whoever. For as much time as you need, if possible. It helps to give you space to process and just be. Creon Tracy says, sorry if we've got these wrong and completely butchered your names. So I'm trying. If you can have a big cry a couple of days beforehand, it helps to release some of the emotion. The buildup is more tough. I find you get through the day and you can enjoy it. I crash afterwards. I would have to agree with that. Um, I have found like anticipation to be the worst part and like having a good cry, like pre-event has helped, definitely helped me. So that's great advice. Sarah Stewart 40 says, be prepared for any sort of emotion and just ride it out like a wave. Smithy Owl suggests have little personal mementos, items or songs of significance to remind you of your person. Shannon72973 says, I have found so much peace with learning about the afterlife and how real it all is. Yes, Shannon, we have absolutely done the same. Brings so much comfort and peace to us. And Bethany Dip21 says, add touches to the event that they that they would have. Beautiful advice. Great. We've got a few little ones here, so I'll Go for it. Emily
0: Skew suggests talk about them, not like a funeral but how they would, or wouldn't have loved it, et cetera. Good advice. Mini Cooper Boyd says, bring something that makes you feel close to them. I have a bracelet with their initial on. JO116 suggests, find ways to include them, even if it's something small that only you know about. That's the thing. It might just be like having something incorporated that was their favorite color, or, Mm -hmm. you know, just something really small, doesn't have to be like a massive way to bring them into the day. Knight Lou says, we made new traditions for mum for her grandkids and we spoiled them for her. Our friends at the period archive said, if you're able to include them and bring them with you in some way and set a place for them at the table. I love that. I think setting a place at the table is a really lovely thing that you could do. Um, Legacy letter journal suggests to find a way to honour them and bring their presence to the event.
1: Sophie Lord says, be kind to yourself. Don't overschedule your social calendar. Super important. Ciani has a good reminder here. It's one day, 24 hours. And then before you know it, it's the day after. That's good to have a bit of perspective as well when it's just feeling like so overwhelming. Jess Hand says, prepare for it. Expect a tough time and give yourself grace to have a griefy day. Olson Taylor has some solid advice here as well. Have zero expectations as to how you think you'll feel during the event. Don't push it away. Izzy EEE says, preparing your expectations ahead of time is helpful. Try journaling your emotions. Um, journaling is such a good way to process things and like get those thoughts and feelings out on paper. That's some great advice guys. That's it for today. Thank you for tuning in and a huge thanks to everyone who sent in their experiences, tips and advice. We hope that you found it helpful and informative. Don't forget our book, Good Morning Honest Conversations About Grief and Loss is out now and in it we talk about milestones and life events and share some really beautiful ways to honour your loved one and look after yourselves.
0: I love how we think these episodes are like going to be ten minutes. And I like... said
1: yeah, I'm like ten minutes out. Like it's fine. These bite, I call them bite sides at the start. It's such a lie. And we're like and seven pages is... deep, like forty minutes in. But you I know can't we leave just any out. They're all well,
0: good. We just we just love oh. you guys, and we just want to make sure that we include as much as possible. But every time we do them, don't we? in we're both yeah, like, it's like an hour later. We're just, yeah, we're just going to make these short, like and then like yeah, an hour not an hour goes. But anyway, hopefully it's been helpful, guys, and also. We we have an exciting event coming up in Sydney. So, if you're local uh, or if you're based in Australia, we're going to be speaking at Vivid Sydney alongside the amazing comedian Grace Rouvray. Uh, the event is called Good Morning A New Way to Think About Grief, and it's going to be an interactive um, exploration about all things grief with honesty and humour. So, very much like our pod. So, head yeah. to the link in our bio to purchase tickets. Um, on instagram you can just like the link in our bio on insta you'll find all the details and we can't wait to see you there hopefully you can join us it's on the 17th of june by the way that's helpful information isn't it oh
1: yeah that would
0: help um (laughs) p.m. thank you so much for listening really hope that this helped you and if you've got a big life event coming up just know that you're not alone just take it easy on yourself and yeah listen to this episode anytime you need a little bit of advice and bye for now lots of love thanks for listening
1: bye